If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. High Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. And I'm Paul Burkhart. And we got another competition today. You know, we've gotten a lot of feedback on the show. Oh, my God. We've gotten a Oh, my God. Vitamin C. We've gotten a lot of feedback on uh, our video game character draft. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to power through this <laughs> awful fucking song. So... Uh, <laughs> We're going back to high school, baby. We're going back to high school. We're not drafting characters again yet. We figured uh, we don't want to do it too quickly. We're going to revisit that concept. But we wanted to mix it up and have a little bit of a competition. So what we decided was occasionally we're going to have an episode where we pit two years of video game releases against each other. Mm -hmm. We're going to pick... You son of a bitch. (laughs) You know they are my least favorite band of all time. <laughs> God, I hate Green Day. Oh, it makes me rageful. And I'm a pretty even-keeled dude. I feel the fucking Billy Joel Armstrong or whatever that dude's name is starts singing and Trey Cool, stupid fucking name, stupid fucking face. Steve, c- c- stop it! <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, man. we decided for the first one what we'll do is pit the year we graduated high school. Then all that music makes sense now, doesn't it, guys? <laughs> yep. We're pitting the years we graduated high school against each other. So, for me, that's 2001. For Steve, it's 1995. That's right, 1995, so, baby. What we're going to do is we're going to discuss uh, video games, console releases, if there were, you know, notable video game events from each year, and then we're going to put it up to you guys. So, f- and for the record, I... I fully expect to lose this one. Okay, now <clears throat> you have some heavy hitters. <laughs> so I, I got to be honest. I was I was working, and I was you know I, I, we try to brainstorm topic ideas for when we get together, and I was trying to think of one, and I came up with this idea without looking at my list. <laughs> so I texted you, and then I was like, "Well, let me go see what re- released that year." And I saw the list, and what I texted you back and said, "Okay, wait a second, maybe not." I don't think the shit is going to be fair without even looking at your list first. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we look at your list and look, there's some really good stuff. Sure. On. There is. It wasn't a slouch, but at the same time, yeah. what's funny is even in the Wikipedia entry for 2001 and video games, it says it's considered one of the best years for video games <laughs> of all time. So, this one might be a little uh, unfair, but for the next time we do it, we'll just pick random years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you want to have... get involved, like when we release this episode, we'll have the, the Twitter up and you t- post your top five of the year you graduated. If, yeah. You know, and if you want. how about you vote on our poll? Because yeah. we're going to say have a poll. Who do you think had a better? <laughs> I'm voting for you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, real quickly, uh, you played that vitamin C song. <laughs> what year did that come out? Ah, oh, man, I don't know. That's a great question. Because I feel like that might have been when I was in high school, but because I went to a super religious school, that didn't get played at our graduation. It was a bunch of religious music. Um, what was your graduation song? Uh, we Are the Champions by Queen. That fucking rules. Pretty good one. 
That's a really good one, Steve. Yeah, man. Um, I wonder whatever happened to old vitamin C. Not going to lie. Young Halls Burkhart watching MTV. <laughs> so 1999 was when that came Okay, out. so a couple years before I graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, had a little bit of a thing for vitamin C. And then she was in, do you remember a movie called Dracula 2000? Uh, I remember it. I didn't. I never saw it. I went to the theaters to see it, and Gerard Butler is Dracula, and Vitamin C is in it, and you see her boobies. Oh, no kidding. And I was like, jackpot. <laughs> Movie's not half bad. <laughs> I don't know, man. Wonder what she's up to nowadays. Living off them fat graduation royalties, I'm sure. Man, pulling up the video for that for that bit was uh, was painful. painful. <laughs> if you really want to watch a hilarious bad video. That's a good one. So, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about... Tell me a little bit about 1995. Not, like, the games, but, like, where is Steve at 1995? How's he feeling? What's the future look like for Steve Crazy? (laughs) So, I'm still wearing flannel at that point, probably. Like, you know, both for its utility in cold weather and the fashion of the times. But, uh, yeah, I was really heavy into probably, like, starting to get into darker music a little bit, mm-hmm. like Nine Inch Nails. I was really into the first Marilyn Manson record. Corn, you know, was coming out. <laughs> not in 1995. Yeah, they were. Or, well, I wasn't into them quite, oh, okay. that, quite at that point. But I would get into them. Actually, I would get into them later in the year when I went to college. Because I went to college in 95, too. Right. So there were some things that happened there that I don't necessarily equate with my high school time. Right, right. So I guess I did get into them in 95 as well. So... Yeah, I was really into that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> still playing tons of Super Nintendo. Like, I feel like that was still the driving mm-hmm. yeah, cause, force around then. Uh, I think an important thing to mention about your graduation year, the year that the PlayStation came, came out. Came out, yep. yep. So there's some PlayStation 1 games there as well, but it took uh, it took a second for that one to kind of mm-hmm. really get its legs under. I want to say Resident Evil came out in 96. Yeah, I think, so. you know, the the launch lineup of PlayStation is not where it really uh right because i'm just gonna go down like a notable release on wikipedia in alphabetical order so So, the top one i have is where were you in florida at this point yeah i was hanging out with our buddy i graduated yep mm -hmm, graduated um in i guess it would have been may of Mm -hmm. 95 and then took the summer off and then went to school at alabama in tuscaloosa followed that year mm-hmm. so not a lot of time off just nope. straight into it yep and that was like a nine hour drive from jacksonville at the time right so a little a little bit and when i got there you know it was just a good time i found an arcade that had killer instinct oh, which shit. i was already really good at so i just proceeded to establish alpha dominance at the uh the <laughs> ferguson game room on, on killer instinct nobody could beat me I mean, this is also, I, if I'm not mistaken, you're pretty heavy into Magic the Gathering. Magic the point. Gathering, yep. Made a lot of friends playing Magic the Gathering back then um, in the same game room. That's where I met a lot, of, a ton of people. One of my first good friends, a dude named Rondell, was a, uh, the first guy I met there. I met him at orientation. And through him, I met Rob, um, a great friend, you know, who's still, who really into Resident Evil these days. Yeah. I've been seeing him play a lot of Resident Evil. I've been seeing him play a lot of Resident Evil. I creep on that dude so much on uh, on PlayStation. It's so funny. I'm like, what's Rob up to? I just imagine me sitting there being like, I wonder what Rob's doing. Yeah, what's Rob doing? I I miss hanging out with that dude. Um, Yeah, met met all my friends that way. Um, And uh, just really good memories of that year for me. Mm -hmm. You know, outside of the video games. Yeah. (laughs) So. uh, Got serious about playing guitar in the fall of that year as well oh yeah that would have probably been around then too huh mm-hmm. so you had dabbled a little before then but this is when you really took it seriously or um no i wasn't even a dabbler before then i got home and like my buddies from across the street had started to get into it and i was like oh okay i know a guy who plays guitar in college as well so like i'll give it a try my dad had a guitar and it took a minute but eventually you get past that first big wall mm-hmm. of like almost becoming comfortable playing it and then once that happens it just kind of starts to cascade the more you work at it what was the first song you ever learned to play on guitar zombie by the cranberries right which is also the chords are exactly the same as disarm by smashing pumpkins so those i was able to learn almost a two for one nice to to start yep nice 
I can still play him. <laughs> so, 2001, for me, going to a school I hate. Hold on. Where were you in 95? In 95, I would have been 12. Mm-hmm. I was going to the same school I graduated from. Uh, Columbus, Mississippi. Was playing PC games at that by that point. Um, was playing Super Nintendo, because I definitely had one of those by then. And probably still playing a little Genesis at the same time. In 95, I was probably, music-wise, listening to Hootie and the Blowfish. (laughs) Was probably about it. Was way into Hootie and the Blowfish. Nice. Um, It would be another couple of years before uh, my cousins introduced me to Rage Against the Machine which mm. would be my entry point into heavy music. Good shit. That first record maybe even is the next, classic. Maybe even the next year, because I think Evil Empire came out in 96. It did. And I would have heard that in my cousin's car. She would have been listening to Evil Empire. Cindy and I went out for drinks the other night, and um, Bulls on Parade played on the jukebox. Ooh, what a good song. And I was reminiscing about, do you remember they played Saturday Night Live, and they did that song before the record came out? Yep. And I remember thinking, damn, that was a good song that was back in the day when like i felt like i wanted to tune into saturday night live almost every week just yep. to see the musical guest yep god just a, a good era for music as far as uh fashion for halls in 95 no telling no telling <laughs> probably like a star wars tie-dye t-shirt mm-hmm. i remember having a purple and gray tie-dyed boba fett shirt that i got from a spencer's i think um Going to the comic store every weekend and spending allowance on a couple of books. Were you playing Magic at all at 12? Okay. You that probably would... would have kicked my ass at that point. No. You know, so my uh, weirdly enough, my Uncle Dennis and my Aunt Vicky got into Magic. Um, and they also uh, got into D&D before that. Like, cool. they, yeah. they were kind of nerdy together in that way. And I remember seeing their Magic cards and being like, what is this? And just begging for a starter deck. Mm-hmm. So finally get a starter deck. And uh, whichever edition it was. And then some packs of Ice Age. Oh, yeah. That was... So I get those. That was my first magic buying experience. And I tried to make a deck from those. And, like, my dad wouldn't play magic with me. My sister was probably too young to grasp magic. She would have been around eight at the mm-hmm. time. And I didn't get into playing magic with other people until I went to the boy got into the boy scouts and there was this kid named Jay Craddock who was a massive magic fan who I brought all my magic cards to a camp out and tried to play against him with my deck and he annihilated me and then he sat down looked at all my cards and helped me build a red green deck with Shivan dragons and shit Oof. and that was he sort of taught me who taught me how to build a magic deck. And that's why to, to this day, if I build a magic deck, there's a good chance it's going to be a red green deck. I love a red green deck. I, I don't think that was ever a dominant one of mine, but um, I was into it for a few years before that too. So yeah, I, I, I haven't played it in forever. Like, I mean, years and years, but it, I have really good memories of that shit. You know, I got into magic pretty hard a couple years back, like got back into mm-hmm. it. And the cadence of releases was just too like. Well, so not only hard. not only that, but Jesse used to um, destroy you like Sifu. Yeah. <laughs> she sure did, and I mean, I won't say that because I continued to play against other people online, just not mm-hmm. Jesse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, it's not that her beating me, beating the brakes off me, <laughs> killed it for me. It was that like you know I played online and went through a couple of expansions in an arena and then just kind of fell off. Not cool, that I cool. didn't have fun, but it was also one of those things that I felt like I had to play a few matches every day to sort of keep up because right, right. there's like a season pass and shit, just like with everything. Walter is cracked yeah. out right now. Walter White, the cat, really wants to be on the podcast right now. He is up in the little nook where Hawes keeps his katana. Yeah, and he is freaking and out. And he's having one of those cat freak out things. Yeah, you, know, you have a cat, you know what you know what we're talking about. Um so anyway, so two thousand one. Let's let's fast okay. forward to two thousand one. Tell me about two thousand one. Two thousand one I am at the same school. I hate that school. 
by this point, two of my best friends have gone off to other schools. And like my buddy Steven's still there. And I'm kind of friends with this guy named Ryan and this other dude named Chris. But like, I'm also like, I was far enough ahead with my credits that I had to go to school till like lunch period or whatever. And then I got to fuck off and go to my job. I had my first job at this point tech support at a internet service provider Mm -hmm. and computer repair i worked my first job in was at albertson's that year i turned 16 and that was like bagging groceries right i eventually got to cashier but man yeah working 40 hour weeks while going to high school that second semester yeah so i was before they had laws i used to have to work till midnight yeah i have to go to school at like 6 a.m so i would go to you know whatever the first four periods Go to lunch with my friends because we had off-campus lunch. And then I would go to my job and work there till 8 and then go home. So, you know, almost eight hours a day, including Saturday. I worked Monday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Walter. <laughs> buddy. Wiling out. Walter Sakai. Yeah. Um, so that was my sort of just social life. Getting off work. Going home, I would be playing EverQuest. At this time, I was still big into EverQuest. Okay. Uh, I would be playing PlayStation 2 because I got a PlayStation 2 at launch in 2000. Nice. nice. Um, so I would be playing games like The Bouncer, which was disappointing. <laughs> Summoner, which was a launch sort of RPG for PlayStation 2. Um, I'd still be playing my Dreamcast at this point. Even though 2001 is the year the Dreamcast was discontinued. Right. It's the year that Sega announced we're not doing consoles anymore. We're going to be a third-party developer for other people. Uh, Fashion-wise, corn (laughs) t-shirts, jeans, and a Puma zip-up jacket. (laughs) Nice. 100% that's what I was wearing. Nice. For sure. Uh, Real pissed off that my school wouldn't let me have a beard. You had to be clean-shaven and short-haired at my school. Hated it. Fucking hated it. Music-wise, in 2001? 2001, I would have been eagerly awaiting the fifth album from Korn. They put out Issues in 1999. In 2001, the last day of high school, like full day of high school, was the day Lateralis came out. My favorite album of all time. So like, I finished my last period booked it to the mall in my Ford Tempo, my 1989 Ford Tempo, and picked that album up. Uh, So Tool was a big part of it. Um, Trying to think of other stuff, music that came out in 2001. When was Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water? (laughs) I was big into new metal and Tool. That That was my jam. Around then, either 2000 or 2001, because I'm I'm just placing it because The Undertaker... And WWF would use fucking stupid ass Rollins song. To come I out. know y'all be loving this shit right here. L I M P biscuit is right here. God, I hate that band. Um, you and Chris Fresh. <laughs> I uh, was probably drinking with my friends on the weekend, and by drinking, I'm talking like Zimas and wine coolers and shit. <laughs> this one time, we went to see the X Men movie, the first one. This might have been in 2001. And it was me, my buddy Chris, my buddy Steven. And we were the only people in the theater minus a couple that was in front of us. The guy was in the Air Force. There's an Air Force base in Columbus where I grew up. And the movie ends and we stand up and the dude's like, hey, do you guys see any glasses anywhere? I dropped my sunglasses and I can't find them. And so we start helping him look and find them. And he's like, thank you guys so much. Is there anything i can do to pay y'all back we're like underage this dude is over 21 we're like hey would you go buy some booze for us and he's like yeah fuck yeah i'll do that for you and when you know what we got this dude to get for us fuzzy navel bartles and james oh my goodness and we snuck him into my house hardcore hardcore buddy wow and it's me my buddy steven and chris and so we hang out in my room until we hear my parents go to bed. And then we go into the living room to play video games or something on the big TV out in the living room. And my buddy Steven 
downs a bunch of fuzzy navels. Oh boy. And he's he's kind of a loud guy, right? So we're trying to be cool and he's going, Man, <laughs> these fuzzy navels got me fucked up, y'all. And I'm like, shh, you're gonna wake up my parents. <laughs> you guys know anything about NFTs? <laughs> A uh, little callback. Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of where it was. Playing PC games, playing console games. My room. Do you remember the old? Uh, I don't know if you'd call them card tables. The the ones that you would fold out that had like the wood laminate top, the dark wood laminate top. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the metal legs. That was my quote unquote computer desk in my room. So on that desk, I had a monitor. The tower was next to it, and then next to the monitor was like a 20-inch uh, TV-VCR combo. So that's what I would have consoles played in. So if I was playing on PC, buddy, you know what I did? I had uh, a blank video VHS in the, the VCR, late-night MTV on, ready to hit record when a video came Hell on yeah. that I liked. I did that shit, too, back in the day, man. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I, I would that. be sitting there like doing stuff in EverQuest and be like, oh, shit, hold on. Probably looking up massive amounts of porn <laughs> on dial-up, uh, you know, illegally downloading MP mislabeled MP3s from Napster. <laughs> That's what 2021 reminds me of. Um, I would have been here in Birmingham at that point. I'd moved to Birmingham in July of 2000. Was living with our friend Berkeley, you know Berkeley, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I remember playing. We got a PlayStation Two. We didn't get one at launch like you did. That was. A tough ticket to get one. Not not as tough as it is these days to get a PlayStation no, Five. Oh no, crazy! But but we did eventually get one. Uh, we got it at the Century Plaza one. Uh, the mall. EB Games, yeah, or, or GameStop. I can't remember which one it was, but I remember being real stoked about that. We had, I had an Xbox. What did you get? Um, what did you get with your like? What were your launch games or like your your? I bought a PlayStation Two. These are the games yeah, or games you know, I'm getting. I can't remember what exactly it was that he ended up getting. I couldn't afford anything. So I was like, I he I don't even know if we got a game. He got he had to get something. Yeah. You'll have to remind me what the launch titles were. So by the time you guys got one in two thousand one, there would have been more to pick from. Right. My launched launch games for PlayStation Two were SSX. Oh, we definitely played a lot of SSX. Um uh, tricky that was the second one okay yeah uh my launch titles were ssx whatever madden was out Mm -hmm. uh and then summoner which i talked about the rpg and i want to say i got one other game that's escaping me okay there might have been a it might have been like marvel versus capcom 2 or some other sort of fighting game all right well, do we want to get into the game? Yeah. The nitty-gritty of the games? So, first off, I think we mentioned hardware for your year. Right. Uh, which is the PlayStation. The original PlayStation. I think that is a, quite the feather in your cap. Yeah. It's it's a uh, definitely... Buddy, something the start of a powerhouse. Of. Yeah, it is. You it know, is. here we are How 17 years later. And PlayStation is still dominating the conversation in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I think that first console release for PlayStation is massive. Yeah. So so. another thing that I saw that happened in 1995 was the unfortunately botched launch of the Sega Saturn. Yeah. Do you know much about that story? No. They surprise launched it at (laughs) E3. They put it out early. From what I understand, they came out at E3 and were like, we got the, this is our console. It's this much. The price was crazy. And they said, and it's available now at Toys R Us exclusively. And what that ended up doing was pissing off all the other retailers that they worked <laughs> oh, with. So big misstep on Sega's part uh, was that launch of the Saturn. Yeah. Even though I want a Saturn so bad. I did too. I had a, a friend in college who had one and I loved it. There was a great RPG we played for it, Dragon Force. Shining Force or Dragon, Dragon Force? Force. It was both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think 1995, those would be the notable hardware releases, like console launches. Mm-hmm. Uh, PlayStation and the Saturn. Um, 
what would you say is the most like give me your hard hitter first the most notable game release of 1995 um, so looking through there's there's not really one big one that super stands out to me there are there are just a couple of really strong ones mm-hmm. i mean i guess if i had to pick one game it would be chrono trigger See, that's what I would have gone with as the big That's like release. the one. The... Yeah, and, you know, weird that I didn't realize how late that released in the Super Nintendo's life. Because mm-hmm. the very next year, the 64 comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would have been the very tail end of the Super Nintendo as far as, like, them supporting it. Um, Did you want to do, like, your heavy? Well, you've no, got... let's just go through okay, your 90s. Okay, let's do yeah, mine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we had Battle Arena Toshinden, which was like an OG PlayStation game. That was, I might have even been a launch title. I think it was. Explain Battle Arena Toshinden. It was like a fighting game, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and it was just, I never really got too into it, but it was kind of like, explain the graphics. Like, it's tough for me to think of how to explain them. It's sort of a precursor to like things like Like Tekken. Virtua Fighter kind of deal, right? It never had the level of refinement that a Virtua Fighter or a Tekken did, mm -hmm. but it was, you know, an early 3D fighter on the PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Is that the one where you could do like damage to folks? Like you could... I think so. Where you could like injure an arm Mm -hmm. and then they couldn't use it as a weapon-based game? Is that what I'm thinking of? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a cool concept, but one that I never super got into. Right. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily like my favorite at the time. I think I just I barely played it. Maybe knew somebody who had it because I didn't get a PlayStation at launch either. You no, know, me like neither. I, I got one later. I got one in '98, I believe. Mm-hmm. Here's one for you: Star Wars Dark Forces. What a game! It's pretty good. You'll have to. I never played that one either. You'll have to. Okay, so yeah. Star Wars Dark Forces was kind of the Rogue One of its time, okay. meaning like a big component of the story was getting the plans for the Death Star. It was a prequel to A New Hope, but only by like maybe a year. It's not like we're talking the prequels. Right. You play as a guy named Kyle Cartarn, one of my Sweet. least... <laughs> like I love the games, not one of my favorite characters, and the fact that the main character in a Star Wars franchise Kyle. is just Kyle. <laughs> it's always felt a little silly. From Good. what I understand, and once again, I, I'd hate to be mis- mistaken, Dark Forces is known for being one of, if not the first, first-person shooters to incorporate a jump button, mm. because you know Wolfenstein, Duke Nukem, Doom, uh, Doom which preceded those, but Dark Forces. Uh, didn't have a jump button. Right. Uh, and Dark Forces, much like a lot of other Star Wars games, clearly what happened was they saw all these games I mentioned, Wolfenstein, Doom, etc., etc., and like, we should do that but Star Wars. Right. Unfortunately, a lot of Star Wars' video game history is them seeing other people do something cool and then trying to replicate that in the, with the Star Wars skin to varying degrees of success. Right, right, sure. Um, and I really want to like just gloss over Chrono Trigger either, you know, like that was no. like a really great game. One of the first games I played that encouraged you to go try to get like seven different endings or whatever. You know, you know? I when I was looking at your list, something that I thought of, like if it was easier to uh, uh, access, meaning like you know, if our listeners could just get on their Switch, PlayStation, uh, or Xbox and download Chrono Trigger and play it. To me, it is maybe the perfect game to introduce JRPGs to someone. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've played it. When was the last time you played it? Not that long ago. And it held up for you? Yeah. You know, I have... I've played it, obviously, on the Super Nintendo. I played it on the PlayStation when they put out that collection that had, I think... Is it Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger on one disc? Yeah. Uh, And it has, like, the cool anime cutscenes added to it. Um, I played it then. I played it on my 3DS. Uh, so it's a game I've bought several different nice. times and played different times. It does hold up, and not the longest game either. Mm-hmm. I think when I played it on my 3DS, I clocked in at beating it in like 17 hours. Not bad. You it know, felt pretty good for the time though. Compared to like yeah, how long it would take, it's going to take me to beat Elden Ring. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's not as bad as... So mm-hmm. that's why the fact that it's not super long, but it's got a really good story, the fact that you can change the story based on different decisions, all the different endings, optional characters you can add to your party. Yeah, yeah, because this was also kind of pre-internet day as well, so you couldn't... I didn't have the guide Mm-mm. for the game, so you just kind of had to figure out how to get all the endings. It wasn't too tough. You know, no. I think the choices were pretty obvious when you got to them, like, okay, the next time I need to play, I'll do that differently or whatever. And but. maybe I'm confusing it with the later releases, but I feel like it was also maybe the first game I ever played that had, like, a new game plus mechanic mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. could restart it with all your levels and weapons and stuff. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, just a phenomenal... The music is great. The character designs are incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, Akira Toriyama, who do, did all the Dragon Ball stuff and Dragon Quest, he's involved in that. And you can tell he's got a very distinct style. Yeah, I like that Square tried something different yeah. from Final Fantasy, you know. Yeah. That was cool. All right, there was another one that's turned out to be kind of influential game called Panzer Dragoon. Love. For the Saturn. It, it, you want to talk about... Okay, so... Not hijacked this. I rented. A, I had a major back surgery the summer of nineteen. I well, maybe it was the summer of ninety five. It could have been ninety six. I can't remember. But you know, it was basically going to take me pretty much my entire summer break from school to recover from this back surgery. So my parents were like, "Hey, when you get back home." Let us know, like, we'll rent you some games, we'll we'll buy you a game to get you over, or whatever. And I talked them into renting me a Saturn for a full week. Fuck yeah. From Blockbuster. And so, the only time I've had my slimy little dick skinner fingers <laughs> on a Saturn controller was that week that we that I rented it. And the two games I got with it were Panzer Dragoon and... And some other game that I don't remember because it didn't matter because <laughs> all I played was Panzer Dragoon. That game was cool. I remember uh, playing that game when it, when I, I got to college and my buddy had it. I didn't play it at the time. But uh, it was so cool. I like the little, it's like the rail shooter, I guess. Yeah, it is, it is a rail mm-hmm. shooter. And you're basically, it's a weird post-apocalyptic dragon rider story. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was the first time I ever saw like a... Uh, FNB cutscene in a console game at least and thinking I had rented a movie instead of a game <laughs> being like is this a when's it gonna let me play and I'm sure the cutscene wasn't that long right you know especially compared to like a Kojima cutscene now Jesus, <laughs> oh, things are like movies yeah where it's like watching a season but yeah I really dug that game it was just real unique mm-hmm. at the time I hadn't played much like it at the time um, it has Three or two really well regarded sequels. There's Panzer Dragoon 2, mm-hmm. and then there's Panzer Dragoon Saga, which is a turn based RPG set in the universe. That's the expensive one. It is super expensive, which and I'm one dying is to play it. Orta. Is that the one that came out on Dreamcast? Xbox. Xbox. And okay. it was a remake of the first game. That's right. I if had you, it. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. want to play Panzer Dragoon, probably your most accessible, easiest way to get a hold of it now is to buy it because it's backwards compatible with you know xbox oh, One, orta xbox panzer One. Yeah, orta. Yeah. yeah cool okay let's see what else um there was a pc game called descent i don't know if that rings a bell it for sure you does. did you play that game? i did i did a little bit pretty creepy fucking confusing <laughs> yeah it wasn't one i was great at. It, it was it was one of the first it's weird because descent was a sort of a space flight simulator you were in a spaceship but you're in these very confined spaces. Like tunnels. Tunnels. Oh, yeah. And you could go in all the different directions. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I You know, I had some weird cheap joystick. Same. And boy, I never got a hand on it. It was thing. tough for me, too. That's yeah. why I was hesitant to bring it up. I wasn't sure. But I, I remember thinking it was cool and wishing I was same. real good at yeah. it. Um, let's see. Kirby's Dreamland 2 for the Game Boy. Okay. Mega Man 7, Super Nintendo. Mm. Seven's okay. Yeah, not my favorite. Uh, as well as Mortal Kombat 3, which came out that year. Um, a big one, though. Yeah, a big one, but in my mind, a step back from two. I almost... Yeah, I agree. I almost bet if we looked at, like, the arcade machines that made the most money in your year, Mortal Kombat 3 is going to be one of them, though. Yeah. 
I would almost guess. You're right. Um, Super Bomberman 3. Uh, Love a Bomberman game. Full Throttle, the PC game. Uh, LucasArts. LucasArts. Did you ever play that? (laughs) I did not. An incredible, incredible point-and-click adventure game. It's available now, I think. Yeah, on Game Pass. Pass. Yeah, Yeah. the remake. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe maybe one of the first games that Tim Schafer of Psychonauts and Grim Fandango and Brutal Legend fame worked on was Mm -hmm. Full Throttle. Uh, and also sort of, unfortunately, towards the end of LucasArts' career making uh, point-and-click adventure games, mm-hmm. which I'm a huge fan of. Um, let's see. Oh, that's uh, Battle Arena to Shinden. Um, oh, this King Arthur and the Knights of Justice for the Super Nintendo is awful. I don't know if you remember. That's remember not Knights that. of the Round? It's not Knights of the Round. Oh, no. I do. It, this I, was a little more RPG-ish. I'm surprised. I don't know, because I love King Arthur shit, and I've <laughs> never heard of this Me game. Too. Man. Um, Earthbound was uh, that year. Earthbound, for anybody that hasn't played it, you got to check it out. It's a JRPG of a completely different... T- well, I mean... There's definitely been games that have been inspired heavily by it since. Right. But at the time that I first played it, I was like, wow, it's not a fantasy setting, sort of. You play like, it's almost like, in a weird way, Stranger Things, the RPG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a really interesting battle system, a really good story, really good score. Uh, it's available on the Nintendo Switch Online if you've never played it. Sweet. Um, a big one for me that year, Street Fighter Alpha. Which was only in the arcade at that mm-hmm. point, but still, I played it in the arcade, and, and that shit counts too. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter Alpha was cool because it was the first time they did a spinoff that I couldn't remember. Yeah, right, it was the the graphics was the went to more anime, anime. style, yeah. which of course I loved. Um, I liked the introduction of the prequelish characters like mm-hmm. Charlie instead of Guile. <clears throat> My dumbass in nineteen ninety five was telling people. Hey, I just went to Diamond Gems and they have Street Fighter Three Alpha. <laughs> like I thought it was supposed to be right the third for, one, and yeah. I didn't get to play it the first time I saw it. And I just remember watching it and being like, "It looks like a Saturday morning cartoon." <laughs> I didn't re- even really have anime as that much of a reference. reference at yeah, the I time. was watching anime at that point. So, so seeing it, I was—it's so beautiful. Yeah, I, loved I love it. it. I, I like the change up in graphics. Honestly, like I kind of wish they went. Like, I would love if they announced, hey, instead of Street Fighter Six, we're doing Alpha 4. Anime, anime style. style. Yeah, dude. Oh, I'm in. Oh, I would be excited <laughs> I'm totally by an totally NFT in. of that. <laughs> nice fucking. All right. Here's one your dad might have played. Flight Unlimited on the PC. Does that ring a bell for you? <laughs> it does ring a bell. My dad was more of, uh, as far as simulation games goes, he liked the weird shit my dude. <laughs> okay. he liked submarine simulators <laughs> and tank simulators okay. i don't remember him playing much flight sim nick is nodding yeah okay hey okay. mr burkhart okay. i'll buy to share right. miller light and an unfiltered cigarette with you sir <laughs> actually my dad and nick both vape they'd really get along nice. <laughs> hitting circuits all right now we also had castlevania dracula x on super nintendo I don't even know if I played that one very much. I played it, but I don't know if it hooked me enough to like want to say I wanted to play it all the way through. I don't know. I mean, I think it's now considered like in the pantheon of uh, Castlevania games uh, a pretty good one. But mm-hmm. you know, when it's preceded by like uh, fucking Super Castlevania, and then I think Rondo of Blood came out not long after that, and then it was still is not very long until we get Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. I think it gets lost in the shuffle of those games. Mm. Scrolling through, I've got some decent games. Uh, here. Uh, yeah, All no, right. I, I told you, some... I looked at it and I it's thought it was bad. Pretty... All right, how about Mech Warrior Two? That do anything for you? That does PC? do something for me. <laughs> right. I am a I was a big fan of PC Mech games. I back feel in like the day. I played one of these Mech Warrior games. I don't think it might have been this one. Would it maybe have been? Earth Siege? Mm, I don't know. This I've, one... Mm, I don't remember playing this one, okay. per se. MechWarrior 2. So. Um, King of Fighters 95, which would kind of go on to be like a pretty big franchise. Yes. Like, there's the 15th version of it, I think, coming out this week. I, I, think. Was, I was about to say, it might even already be The out. early access, I think, is. Okay. Yeah, there's... You can... Yeah, which I didn't do, but... Yeah. Um, here's one for you. Phantasmagoria. 
Oh, oh, oh. Sierra. Buddy, do I have some time? Did you ever play Phantasmagoria? I never played that one. I was out on Sierra at that point. I, I was, was playing. not. Like, I was with Sierra to the bitter goddamn end, my dude. And Phantasmagoria. So I would have gotten that game for Christmas, mm-hmm. 1995. Does it have a release date? Yeah, it does. This is uh, July 31st. So it would have been about six months after it came out. Mm-hmm. And, buddy, you want to talk about going to Walmart or Kmart back in the day when they had PC games and seeing that Phantasmagoria box and, like, holding it and it, like, proudly complain, uh, 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 proclaiming that it came on seven CDs. Damn. And then looking That's on the back and, you know, it's, it's an FMV game. It's all full motion video. Mm-hmm. Um and there was like a hint that might like there might be some sexy stuff going on in it, <sighs> buddy. That I was had to all get my you hand. needed, yeah. And you know what? It's not sexy at all. <laughs> and you know what? It's not even that good of a game. Nice, but isn't Tom Chansky a big fan of the Sierra stuff? He Am is. I wrong? Yeah, I think he veers a little more to the the good stuff. You know, the right. earlier the, the King's Space Quest, Quest Space Quest, think Space Police Quest. Yeah, I think Space Quest would be his. I love. Me, I love me some Space Quest. I love the first two all, Space Quest. Games. If it was made by Sierra and it ended in Quest, yeah, <laughs> hook me the fuck up. Uh, yeah, I hooked it all up back then. Hook me the fuck up. Yeah, but this this specific era of my life, I wasn't doing a ton of PC gaming. It was right, more like console gaming. So the, these kind of miss me. How about here's one for the Sega Genesis, which is a little late for this. But Comics Zone does that? Do you remember that? I do. I never game. played that one, but I think that it was decently regarded <clears throat> comic zone really cool it's a beat-em-up game mm-hmm. sort of action beat-em-up game you play a guy who's like a rob liefeld type comic book artist who gets magically sucked into <laughs> the pages of his comics and so the levels are comic pages nice so you're going through the panels and then you like jump down into other panels and fight the enemies there oh how cool really cool yeah. really cool game nice awesome here's a big one for me and i remember this was I think my one of my main reasons for wanting a PlayStation Tekken Two. I oh. loved Tekken. Tekken Two is the best of the early the, bunch. The yeah. PS One, and I loved the first Tekken. Mm-hmm. Like I thought the first Tekken was a really good game, but the second one was like so good, so good. Yeah, and I remember getting that. That was one of the first purchases I made when I got a PlayStation was Tekken Two. Tekken Two was incredible. All right, Super Mario Two, Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's, Yoshi's Island. Island, pretty yeah, good, that's, pretty that's, good. Yeah. Uh, a big one for PC, Command and Conquer. Mm. The start of a big franchise. Huge franchise. It's yeah. unfortunately kind of died off. Yeah. It was never big on me either. Like the, the By the time I got into real-time strategy stuff, it was Blizzard. And yeah. Like the, everything just kind of paled in yeah, comparison to that. Yeah, it kind of like cheap compared. Like, right. Yeah. That's how it felt. Um, Heroes of Might and Magic, a strategic quest. That's a good game. I never played that one. I do remember the Might and Magic games mm-hmm. from back in the day. Um, let's see. Here's one. Secret of Evermore. Did you ever play that one? No. Square Square on I remember playing it. Not my favorite Square game, but it was fun enough. Okay. You know, decent little RPG. Tactics Ogre. That's like an underrated classic. And it is, you know, the same guy then went on to make Final Fantasy Tactics. So, in a way, Tactics Ogre is the sort of the birth of mm-hmm. one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. So, that's Props. Yeah, Tactics Ogre, I remember being like one of those games that was like, oh, I was in the PlayStation at this point, but mm-hmm. I would read things about Tactics Ogre and be like, oh, it's a reason to go back to Super Nintendo. It's really good. Yep. You know, I'd hear that sort of stuff and I'd be like, whatever, ignore it. Um, this was a cool game, Hex and Beyond Heretic on the PC. First I remember playing that later. Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like kind of fantasy shooter-ish mm-hmm. kind of deal. Pretty Instead neat. of shooting guns, you're doing magic and shit. Yeah, they yeah. tried to make it a little satanic to tr- or edgy. You yeah. know, like you're finding like pentagrams and stuff. They were like, oh, you think Doom is edgy, my dudes? <laughs> Have you heard of something called Hexen? Hexen. All right. Here's one that made, it says Star Wars TIE Fighter. Collector's CD-ROM. Okay, so it's so not, the original, not the original release. But it's the CD version with like voice acting and mm-hmm. shit. I say it still counts. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I, I never really played TIE Fighter. I was more of an X-Wing dude. Oh. I played the fuck out of X-Wing, which would have been previous to this. They're both very good. Okay, here's one in the arcade. A fun game called Time Crisis, which I feel like, while not my favorite kind of deal, like I loved the 
pedal mechanic. Mm-hmm. That was pretty neat, that, right? Where you would use that to you would duck. let off the yeah. pedal and you would take cover. Yeah. And, you, and then you would step on it and you'd sh- try to shoot stuff. It was pretty cool. Here's another big one. Twisted Metal. We've talked about this in the podcast one. before. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this series. This first one was a little rough around the edges. It was Twisted Metal 2 to me is the peak of the me franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, they did... Twisted Metal Black to me is the peak well, of the I mean, franchise. On the Agreed. On the PlayStation 1, 2 is, is yeah. much better than 3. And 4. Yeah, that's right. There was a fourth one. Yeah, they yeah. put four of those jokers out on the PS1. Yikes. Black is the best overall, but mm-hmm. you can't take away the fact that that franchise was born yeah. in this year. I'll be curious to see how it comes back. You know, we talked about how they took it away from the Destruction Derby All-Star team mm-hmm. to give it to somebody else. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest. That's a strong one. Yep. Here's here's another interesting one, Battlerina Toshin Den 2. So we got 1 and 2 in the same year. That's good. I wonder if 1 came out in the U.S. and 2 came out in Japan. You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't know. Here's an interesting one. Marathon 2 Durandal by a tiny little studio called Bungie. Yeah, never played the Marathon mm-hmm. games. Me neither. Um, the Dig by LucasArts. I remember reading about that one, never playing it. Mm-hmm. Soul Edge in the arcade. The beginning yep. of Soul Calibur. Loved that in the arcade, too. Mm-hmm. I was always shit at it. It took me until the home release before I actually even got and slightly what, respect. It came out on PlayStation, game. right? Soul yep. Edge. Mm-hmm. And then Soul Calibur was like a launch game for the Dreamcast. I yes. Played. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What a game. Which I had I, yeah. on the Dreamcast. That I, I played that so much, the Dreamcast yeah. version, Soul Calibur. Um, Worms. That was for the um, AMI. Amiga. Oof. I don't know. Whatever. Um, Fantasy Star 4. <clears throat> Time Crisis for the PS1. Let's see. Dragon Quest 6. Here's another big one. Warcraft 2. Tides of Darkness. Oh. An excellent fucking game. I see, buddy, I think you got some heavy hitters on here. Yeah, we're getting towards mm-hmm. the end. Um, Tales of Fantasia, Super okay. Nintendo. Suikoden, Suikoden. Mm-hmm. I think Suikoden 2 is the better game, but once again, you the don't get there if you don't get the first Suikoden. So exactly. I think that's important yep. for our JRPG buddies. Um, we had Final Fight 3. Decent. Yep. Maybe not the best of the Final Fight games, but it's a Final Fight game there for it pretty much rules right uh another pc one from sierra the beast within a gabriel knight mystery never got into the gabriel knight stuff and then finally december 31st i saved the best literally but the best for last kingsfield 2 by from oh your boy that game was awesome by the way i played that game and beat it and this was before i had any idea that from would go on to influence my life like 15 years later and so the Correct me if I'm wrong. Kingsfield, the game, those games were first-person first person. dungeon crawlers. Yep. Very hard. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. Crawl. Yep. Mm-hmm. Difficult. This was before Miyazaki was there. Yeah. He came on later and kind of wanted to bring back that feeling that they, they had in those games. That was mm-hmm. kind of the impetus for Demon's Souls. So, hugely uh, you know, influential game, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. Kingsfield 2. That was another one where it was like, Kingsfield 1 was good. Kingsfield 2 was a lot better. Yeah. You know. So, so I think that's a good one. Yeah, I think it's a strong year. It's not going to beat your year. Your year has just unbelievable shit, which which we're about to find out. Okay. So, but so, it's it's still. Let's give it up, ninety five. Yeah. Give it up. All right. Cool. All right. So hardware releases for two thousand one, the year I graduated high school. You have the Nintendo GameCube and the original Xbox. Mm. You the, want to talk about? I mean, the GameCube. Say what you want, but the Xbox was. That's there's some fire in that GameCube library. Oh yeah, not as much that appeals to me because it wasn't super heavy on RPGs, you know. But there is some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am just like, I don't know that we really have to say much about some of these you games. Got the, let's get the let's rip the bandaid off. You just get the first two out of the way. Halo Combat Evolved. Woo. Just fire firing a, a spanker rocket launcher right off the damn jump. The dawn of my favorite first-person shooter series of all time. Shit. The franchise that made Microsoft Xbox a brand. You know what I mean? Man. Um, I remember, you know, reading about Halo and being like, oh, man, that's a bummer. I've got a PlayStation 2. 
was not planning on getting an Xbox, never owned an original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Then my shitty roommate, my college, year, my freshman year in college, when it was this dude named Cole, and this kid just got randomly assigned to me. It was one of those apartment, college apartment complexes where they're like, "Oh, you don't have someone to take up that other bedroom? Here's somebody you don't know." He got an Xbox and Halo for Christmas. So did I that same year, two thousand one. And I uh, messed around a little bit while he was at class one day and was like, "Eh, I don't know." It seems really cool, but I didn't have time to sit there and get into it. Number two, Grand Theft Auto 3. Sheesh. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sheesh. The, the game that made a massive entity in the gaming landscape. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto 3. Yeah, in my mind, honestly, like, Halo is very influential in the fact that it showed that you can do first person shooters on consoles which is right no small task no small task but <clears throat> grand theft auto 3 really just redefined video games mm-hmm. in a lot of ways i mean that that mode the sandbox that idea that they they open world really games on pioneered. a console mm-hmm. i remember reading in gaming magazines and online about grand theft auto 3 having never played one and two thinking they looked neat though yeah. Being like, oh, that's a cool concept for a game. And then seeing three and being like, oh, I got to get this. And I knew nothing about it until until IGN reviewed it. Because I it, it, just the way it sent, the game sounded, I would just see Grand Theft Auto and just my mind would be like, not something I'm interested in. Just, right. But then I, I saw the review and they gave it a 10 or whatever. And I was like, wow, that actually sounds pretty cool. And so I went out and I was like, fuck it, let's give this a try. And I mean, the the open world is great. No, no question about it. But the writing in that game, in, in most Especially of those games, at the time. really good, like better than you would expect. You know, yeah, that was kind of what did it for me. Was li- driving around, listening to the radio, you mm-hmm. know, doing these these weird little missions. I love Putting how they cheat codes to get the tank. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, there was just so much to do. The vigilante mode. We used to do that for forever. Mm-hmm. Just playing that mode, trying not to get uh, to lose or mm-hmm. whatever. It was a great game. Yeah. Um... What a game! Mm-hmm. I mean, there that there's a reason Rockstar holds the esteem it does, and it's because of that game, and then the fact that they followed up that game with one of the best sequels of all time, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, mm-hmm. which is somehow ten times better than three. Yeah, mm-hmm. somehow, and it three is, is yeah. excellent. But you okay. don't have Vice City without three. Exactly, yeah, that's the thing. So. Three's where it all really got going. Metal Gear Solid Two: The Sons of Liberty. That's a good one too, man. Yeah, see, that's a that's a thing. Like that's considered a a classic. Yeah, as and well. Do you remember the uproar about it at the time? Mm-hmm. It was the first time there was like the Kojima uh, bait twist. switch, yep, mm-hmm. where all the trailers showed you being Solid, Solid Snake. Snake, but then no, it, you're playing this weirdo raid dude. Yeah, yeah. And he's qu- Actually, one of my favorite uh, yeah, Metal Gear cool. Solid yeah. uh, universe characters. He comes back in Revengeance if you uh, have never played yeah. it. That's a good one. Um, Gran Turismo 3. You know, not yeah. a big Gran Turismo guy, but that's a big game. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Ooh. I think that was the... Mm, no, I got into it in the For second two. one. Yeah. yeah, the second two, one was to my me starter. Is the, the other one that's like the one that sticks out most three was good though i remember playing it definitely did devil may cry bounced off me at the time yeah really yeah really good yeah it's the start of once again a franchise that's going on to this day it's had its its ups and downs but still going strong it's one i'd like to give another shot to i feel like the gameplay at the time wasn't for me but it's something i could probably wrap my head around now Mm -hmm. kind of the whole (laughs) um same time kind of thing uh ssx tricky mm. man i love that game we played that a lot amazing follow-up to the original it's it's kind of like the vice city to three like <laughs> ssx yeah. is a really good game but, but tricky, tricky is where yeah. they really refined it and probably the best game in the series i agree we played that a ton in tuscaloosa me my sister and her husband and we would just sit on the couch and just you know Pass the controller. Yeah. It's easy to do that and just get these crazy runs going. Uh, Final Fantasy X. 
There's a Final Fantasy. Yeah, there's at least a Final of, Fantasy there for you. It's one of my favorites. You love that one. I that love that one. That's That one I've never even beaten. I remember playing probably about five to seven hours. And do you remember how, uh, or do you know how excited I was? Because A, it came out during Christmas break. So like my freshman year in college, it comes out December. I'm going home for like three or four weeks, however long break is. So all I got to do is go to work and play Final Fantasy X. Holy shit, buddy. Good times. And you know what I was playing? I was back in my bedroom playing it on that 20-inch VCR combo TV. Oh, yeah, man. We played on some shitty TVs. And it was the first fully voiced, the first Final Fantasy with voice acting. And, oh, it's so good. I remember when we moved into our college dorms, like, in the in 2001 when we had the good one where we'd have whoever had the best tv like you get it in the living room yeah come on yeah yeah <laughs> you gotta sacrifice uh we gotta play golden eye on the biggest tv uh conquer's bad fur day oh good that's a good one i always wanted to play uh all the way through but i never did i started playing it i knew it was always like you know the naughty one yeah or whatever but uh Twisted Metal Black. Boom! What you a have great game. the original Twisted Metal. I got Twisted Metal Black. Yeah. Uh, excellent game. Man, excellent, firing it up in game. here in the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Set, the, set the tone. I loved that vibe of that series. Just kind of bleak. You mm-hmm. know, like just all... Everybody's fucking got a downer of an ending, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Eco. Oh, uh, ICO? Yeah. I not think Echo the Dolphin? Cool. Not I, I love... Eco. I, 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 I love that game. That's the precursor to um, Shadow, Shadow of, of the, the Colossus. Colossus. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2 Rogue Leader, which was a launch game for the GameCube. GameCube. And it somehow a launch game on the GameCube is one of the best looking games. I was going to say, that. I recall that game now that you bring that up. And I remember seeing it at the time being like, wow, that game looks great. Did you, did you have a GameCube? I got one, but not at launch. Did you? I imagine you got that game when uh, you got course. it. Did when, it live up to it? Yeah. When I got my GameCube, I feel like Rogue Squadron 3 was already out, so it had been a little bit, and mm-hmm. I got both of them. Um, I might have even ordered them offline, like early online purchases. I remember that. Um, those always just looked so dope to they, me. Never had a GameCube. I wish they would re-release those Rogue Squadron games. The first one, the one from 64, is okay. Mm-hmm. Two and three specifically too right very good uh here's a game that i was massively excited for uh and ended up disappointing me and if i'm not mistaken old peter molyneux had his hands in it black Black and and white white. oh man i knew you were gonna say it yeah i was so jacked up for that game i loved the idea for that and what was he did dungeon keeper before that which was a game I absolutely adored. Yeah. I loved Dungeon Keeper and I couldn't wait. To, I was reading all this stuff about black and white mm-hmm. and the ideas and, and, and you would have these gigantic things. I had a cow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and just in like you had to trade like so you were a god mm-hmm. and you had like your avatar mm-hmm. which was some weird creature. Giant creature. And yeah. you had to train them and mm-hmm. my buddy I was so excited for this game and I got it. You know I spent you know limited budget for games. So I made the choice, I bought it, installed it in my PC, and played it once. Yeah. Or maybe twice. I gave it a lot. I tried it. I, I That was one I tried a lot. Yep. And it just kept disappointing me in so many ways. <laughs> Shinmu 2. Cool, cool. I'm more of a Yakuza guy. I think right. that's the better uh, evolution of that formula. But Shinmu gets its... Uh, its uh, it's props for doing shit that we wouldn't see for a while Absolutely. in console games. It was ahead of its time. There's a Shenmue anime going on on Crunchyroll right now. Ooh, I'd right. watch that. that. Yep. Uh, Max Payne. The first one. The first yeah. one. Um, don't play it if you have a console. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you have to play that one, play it on PC. Um, then it will hold up. Yeah. If you're playing it on a mouse and keyboard. Otherwise, it doesn't. Uh, I love that game, though. Okay, so Shenmue. Which one is Final Fantasy Chronicles? Okay, Final Fantasy Chronicles is the two-pack that was Final Fantasy IV, a.k.a. 2, two. and Chrono Trigger cool. for the PlayStation. Cool, cool. Two classics. Uh, I got that for Christmas, and boy, was I excited. I bet. Um, we're getting towards the end of mine. I'm skipping a, a bunch. Yeah, I now. skipped a few. Um, 
where was that? Final Fantasy Chronicles, uh, Silent Hill Two. Nice. That's I a played big that one. one. Yep. Uh, I loved that horror shit back then. Baldur's Gate Two. Oh, that's a great game. Yeah. <laughs> um, played that on my PC at the time. Oh, you know what's weird? The last one on mine is a Tactics Ogre game. Nice. There was a Tactics cool. Ogre game in 2005. I don't know anything about it, but just looking at it. What system did it release on? PlayStation? Game Boy Advance. Oh, okay. That's... Oh, did you ever fuck with Tribes 2? I did. Tribes 2 is on my list. It was <sighs> a, Tribes was a spinoff of I played, Star Siege? I played Tribes. Okay. I don't think I ever played Tribes 2. I played two. them both. Okay. Um, Tribes was the first... Tribes and Tribes 2 were the first game series that ever played Capture the Flag in. And the first online shooter I ever played that had vehicles. Do you remember the vehicles sure in Tribes? Mm-hmm. And I remember like getting in the the flying vehicle, going into the enemy base, and there was a gun that basically shot explosive frisbees, kind of. Hell yeah. And like, boom, 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 blowing dudes up, grabbing their flag, and jumping back in the flying vehicle. Man, what a good time I had in Tribes. You know, one thing we're both missing is a wrestling game on our list neither one of us had one at least not that i saw not that i saw like um you know it's weird like i was real into wet wrestling games in the 64 era so like you know 96 to say maybe like 2000 right and then in the playstation 1 era and playstation 2 i don't remember there being many good playstation 1 wrestling there weren't i remember smackdown came out the one with with, uh, stone cold on the cover doing this maybe i played that one it It was the first one that had like the jumbotron would play the video while Mm -hmm. they were walking out i just remember not thinking thinking it wasn't Um, very good and then so i feel like there was like a dead period there was and then in the later like a couple of years in the playstation 2 lifespan there was the that run of SmackDown games mm. that was really good. Yeah, I hear those are good. I never played those at that point, though. They were really good. That's also Those also came out when I was kind of like my most into wrestling mm-hmm. and like the Hardy Boys and Lita kicking I, around. I remember shit. like the PlayStation 1 games. I would get so hyped up about them only to find out they left out the people's elbow again or yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know? And I'd just be like, come on, guys. But my sweet spot for those was always the Super Nintendo ones. Remember not Super 64. Nintendo ones, 64 ones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those games. Yeah, there was a, a block Ooh. where I wasn't really interested in them for some reason in the PlayStation 1 era after the 64. And then PlayStation 2 eventually got there. I remember playing a couple of really good ones. Yeah. Man, like maybe the, that's when they were doing like the Raw versus SmackDown games and shit, I WCW think. WCW versus NWO was, was a big one. On 64. On 64, yeah. yeah. Um. I can't remember what the WWF one was like no surrender or something like that that came out like oh I can't remember I'll have to look it up but okay. I remember really loving the the 64 stuff especially yeah. like the big battle royal modes with like four people playing yeah and it, you didn't need a special adapter you could just break if you had four buddies that had uh N64 controllers yep. and a copy, copy of that game it was motherfucking on. on and a good another good thing about that you don't have to cut the screen into quarters you nope. just see it all it's how it happens in the ring yeah baby yeah you know? all in the ring the, the camera might zoom out a little bit yeah if somebody goes somebody out. out yeah that's why I love we love the battle royal mode just Mm-hmm. screaming and yelling good stuff oh. so but yeah. yeah so i think you're gonna win this pretty easily okay. but i do think that 95 was not that bad of a year no despite, i don't think so either despite having a lack of a true classic i think it's chrono more of trigger. like it's a yeah, yeah. No, no, no but no, no, chrono no. trigger is great but i mean like compared to a grand theft auto 3 and um a halo i feel like it comes in well under those I that's don't. what i'm talking about i do i like, feel like chrono trigger is on the level no, of halo no and grand theft auto 3 no if we're talking about final fantasy 4 or final fantasy 6 or something like that i could see it but like Square wasn't dropping surprises like like that at that point. That was just kind of par. It was a good game, a great game, but I don't. I, it doesn't reach true classic for me, like Grand okay. Theft Auto Three or Halo. So now that you guys have heard our list, games and and hardware, video game hardware released the year we graduated. You know what you got to do? Go to our Twitter and under the tweet for this episode, there'll be a poll. Vote on think who you think had the better year. Uh, and the next time we'll do this, it doesn't have to be like, it, we just pick years. Right. I just figured the first time we do it, it's good. A year it was a good idea. Yeah. yeah. It was a great idea. Gave me an excuse to play uh, Green Day and get you fired up. Oh, goodness. I hate Green Day. So guys, uh, leave us a review. 
when you do, you could win a gift card. Uh, email us uh, whatever the fuck you want to email your, us. Your top five from your year. Yeah. Whenever you graduated. Yeah. Highpotionpod at gmail.com. Follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. We'll see you soon. Oh, my God. Hold on. Before we log off, by the time this one comes out, right, we're going to be, what, four days away from Elden Ring? I don't. This might even come out at, because of how. how I, th- I think this comes out, like, literally days before Elden Ring. Maybe. And Because I mean, we're, we're plan is, is to record maybe Sunday that week instead of Saturday like yeah, we normally do. Yeah, so I have do. another day. Exactly. Play. Yeah. So. so we'll do two that Sunday. My, if I'm wrong, and I'm never wrong. <laughs> Princess Bride what's, reference. What's going to be funny is people are going to be listening <laughs> to this know. after the Elden Ring episode, <laughs> and they're going to be like, "You got it wrong, pal." <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I have to look at the schedule. I do really think that it's coming out a couple of days before Elden Ring. Well, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. be like in real life, very excited. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll see you guys soon. Bye. Ah!